don't read and write poetry because it's cute. We read and write poetry because we are members of the human race. And the human race is filled with passion. And medicine, law, business, engineering, these are noble pursuits and necessary to sustain life. But poetry, beauty, romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. To quote from Whitman, O me, O life of the questions of these recurring, of the endless trains of the faithless, of cities filled with the foolish, what good amid these, O me, O life? Answer, that you are here, that life exists and identity, that the powerful play goes on and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. What will your verse be? And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Is it a kingdom? Is it a pet? Oh, wait, I can't make that joke anymore. Oops. Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes, brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> <sighs> I really miss Robin Williams. Oh my gosh, I miss that guy. I'm going to miss seeing him. It's a shame. And that Dead Poets Society movie, where that quote came from, that's from the Dead Poets Society, that movie is freaking depressing. Oh my gosh. That was not the movie to watch first week of college, I tell you what. It's a movie about a college student who commits suicide. That's not what you're supposed to watch first week of college. Did anyone tell me that? No. Because people don't love me. That's why. They encourage me to watch it. <laughs> but that quote is a very good one because today we are talking about poetry. Yep, that's what we're doing. And to talk about that, we brought in Kingdom Pen's poetry editor, Haley Long. And Haley is just fun. I met her over at the Summer Workshop uh, 2015 OEN Summer Workshop, and I just loved hanging out with her. She is an absolute hoot. So, yeah, decided to bring her on the show. It'll be very fun. Yeah, fun. Poetry. Because we all write poetry. I know this is going to be super practical for all of us. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. I mean, poetry's fun, right? Yeah. It'll be good. Boom shakalaka. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. I am no man. Hello, I've got Haley Long with me here in the studio. Haley, 
has written a novel in six days, and that's just weird, and I can't get over that fact, and that's, uh, she's also a part of a singing group. Man, this intro just fell apart right around my head, Haley. Wow. This is terrible. This is almost as bad as the one I did for Brian Davis. <laughs> his, his intro was pretty bad, too. <laughs> Hi, Haley. How's it going? <laughs> Are we still going with the interview? Are we going to start this again? <laughs> no, no, no start overs, no do overs. I don't do that. Uh, okay. Starter, well, start overs uh, are for those unprofessional people uh, who, who can't get it right the first time. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, but if we're the only one that knows it was a start over, then technically we're not failures. <laughs> I like being transparent. So we are going to talk about poetry today. As, as was probably discerned from that awesome Robin Williams quote I played earlier, which you didn't hear, but it was good. It was really good. It was... <laughs> how, how, how long have you been interested in poetry? I know you're the one who wanted to, uh, to do poetry as a topic. How long have you been um, into poetry? I just, I, well, I've been doing it for a couple of years now. I haven't actually been truly interested in it because I didn't fully understand what poetry was. Um, I just thought it was, you know, placing, you know, your thoughts or whatever, what's on your heart and rhythm and making it rhyme in some fancy way. And that was it. So I didn't really understand it, but I mainly wanted to talk about it because I am uh, one of the poetry editors for Kingdom Pen. That is correct. And, uh, Haley, uh, Kay, uh, Haley is on the, I just called you Kaylee. That's stupid. Um, yeah, Haley is one of the, Haley is the poetry editor on the Kingdom Pen website. And how long have you been with Kingdom Pen at this stage? I have been with Kingdom Pen since last October. Crack a lackin'. Yeah. That's that's really that's that's cool beans. It's cool beans. I interrupted you, so you can continue. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Oops. So you you got into poetry. You started doing more poetry uh, since you are now the poetry uh -oh. editor. So yeah. So now since I am one of the poetry editors, um, Reagan, the chief editor. Um, he wanted me to write a couple articles on poetry, and I didn't feel qualified. Um, so I went on a research rampage, and uh, I a little hesitant to reveal which book really opened my eyes because it's a stupid book. Um, it's a uh, poetry for dummies, but um, <laughs> it <laughs> yes. No, no, I understand. <laughs> that stuff it can be really helpful sometimes. <laughs> oh, no. This one, it was, um, there was a couple people who helped write it. Um, a guy who has a PhD in poetry, he helped write it, and there was someone else, another professor. I didn't know um, you get so a PhD it is legit. in poetry. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It pretty much, they broke it down, and they demystified poetry. And I'm finding out that I'm just, you know, hitting the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just now... I'm just now scratching the surface. There's there's so much. There's about 5,000 years worth of poetry yeah. floating around the universe. And it's with it's it's interesting how with the shifting and the changing of the cultures, poetry has evolved with the culture and society and how people have used it. Yeah. And things like that. It's that's that to me is probably the most fascinating thing about poetry is its history. Okay, so what were some of the key points of this history? How has it changed? Well, take for instance the way it's written. Um, I mean, you had the Romantic era, you had the Elizabethan era, um, where you've got Shakespeare and the, you know, a lot of the words that we use nowadays 
have drastically changed. Mm -hmm. um, also, with the way it um, plays into um, like uh, social social aspects and like um, political. Um, for instance, in uh, in a lot of communist countries, um, they they have to be uh, because their poetry is censored. They have to use veiled references, and there's a lot of double meaning in um, the way these poets write it. Hmm. And it's just it's um, the styles styles have changed. Um, nowadays, we use um, more. I'm not going to say free verse. It's more um, open. Oh, what was the word? I can't remember the word now. I used to hate free verse because I thought it had no point. Yeah, free verse is, um, it's hard to get into. It is hard to get into, but it depends on who writes it and how it's written. Each each person is going to write their free verse differently. So do you write poetry? I have written a little. Yes, I've written a couple of songs. It used to, I was just little ditties, little stupid things about like, I don't know, books or... Um, I don't remember what else. I had a whole journal full of them. It was just really, really simple, silly stuff. Yeah. I, I, dig, I dig silly stuff. <laughs> My life is silly stuff. <laughs> so so do you find a correlation between songwriting and poetry writing? Um, they are very similar. I mean, I think if someone was to study poetry, they it would greatly enhance their songwriting. Hmm. Um because I think with songs, people people are into music and it's very, I mean, you can write catchy songs. And if you can write something that people like, then they're gonna dwell on it. And if you pack enough meaning into it, they're gonna keep coming back to that, yeah. I think. And searching for another meaning and how it applies to their life because everyone will interpret a poem or a song differently. Mm -hmm. according to how it relates to them. Is that kind of the power of poetry, the fact that it, it can relate to multiple different things and different people in different places in their lives? I think that would be why it's so powerful, yeah. Um, I mean, even across, you know, centuries of time, people are still relating to Shakespeare's sonnets mm -hmm. and his plays and all of that, which his plays were written in a form of poetry. Yeah. So, well, I was interesting. I was talking with Jake Buller the other day during his interview. We were talking about um, the Pixar concept of general but specific um, when it comes to the emotional concepts that they use and how they, they try to find concepts that everyone can relate to but that are very specific, like a, a father uh -huh. trying to get his son back or in the Inside Out, the, the struggle of growing up and what that looks like. Have you seen Inside Out? Yes. Oh, yes. it's so good. Everyone yes. just needs to go see Inside Out. If you're listening right now, yes, stop listening, get a movie ticket, then continue listening. Anyway. Or go rent Redbox. <laughs> I don't think it's in Redbox yet, but whatever. Um, well, by the time this airs. Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, so yeah, it's the, the power of poetry to relate to different people in different circumstances is really fascinating. Um, what do you think about Dr. Seuss? <laughs> totally shifting Dr. gears. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> His rhyme schemes are very, very creative. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah, yes. That's <laughs> our random question. So, I mean, Dr. Seuss is obviously not your forte. Where are some of the authors you like reading? See, that's that's 
I'm still getting my feet wet with which poets I like. Um, I'm finding that I like um, Emily Dickinson mm. um, a lot. And I haven't read a whole lot of her stuff. Like, it's just been bits and pieces. But from what I've read, um, the way she phrased so much, I mean, the way she packed meaning into it. And um, actually, she did not seek out publication. She published, she hardly published anything when she was alive. And it wasn't until like four years after she was dead that her stuff, her poems were gathered together and published. Hmm. And she obviously was a very introverted, you know, quiet person. I'm finding that those are probably the best poets. Very observant, introverted people. <laughs> probably true. That's probably why I can't write a poem to save my life. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could. You just, you know, different people write it different ways. It's, it's, it was actually, I was reading how some people, like this one, I cannot remember the name, and I can't remember if they're, if they're dead. If they're currently living, I can't remember. Well, um, that narrows it down but... for us. <laughs> don't know their name. We don't know <laughs> if they're get, alive or dead. <laughs> if they couldn't figure out a problem, they would go lay down in their bed mm. and under the covers, and they just lay there until they figured it out, and then they get up and write a poem. I'm like, that is that is one way of writing. A poem. <laughs> I suppose so. I guess that works. <laughs> I guess. Another lady would um. She, she would rent a, uh, a hotel room and then she would take everything. She'd take all the decorations down. It had to be a sparse room. It had to be completely white hmm. or whatever the color was. And then she would remember it when she started writing. And she would lay across the bed. So she has a permanent callus on her elbow from laying across the bed. And <laughs> <writing>. <laughs> I was like, this is interesting. Intense writing calluses. <laughs> How do you know when you're a real author when you have a callus from riding on your elbow? <laughs> That's the takeaway yeah. from this. And, and what's what's cool about poetry is I feel like it leaves a lot of room for your own voice to shine. And you can really do a lot of... You can be very expressive with the way you want to write. There's less barriers on, uh, oh, yeah. on how you want to say what you want to say. Oh, yes. And actually, the way it's presented, um, the way you structure a poem, not, not so much as in like... Um, the rhythm um, or the rhyming, um, that does have a lot to do with it. Um, but the way it's put on paper, like spaces and punctuation, those, or the lack of punctuation, those are very vital. Yeah. Because those cause you to stop or pause. They could, they make breaks in between each, the words, and then it forces you to, you know, stop and think about this and the ramifications of this these words and how it affects the poem or what's happening in the poem and that i think it plays plays a huge role in how and in, in the way it's presented absolutely poetry is all about the details the tiny little details that affect you in potentially a profound way another thing is yeah i was i was watching this morning i'm going to get that robin williams quote another scene from the same movie um where he has all his students he's teaching a classroom right uh and he's teaching he's teaching poetry in, in this classroom, I guess, I think it's college. I think it's a college classroom. And they go through, they start, they open up their poetry books and to, they have an intro to poetry, an understanding poetry section. And they start reading it. And he's talking about how, okay, each poem needs to be rated on the scale of style to importance. And you they draw a graph out and talk about where each poem ends up on this graph. And Robin Williams, he, he draws out the graph, he turns to his students and says, I want you to take that section and rip it out of your book. 
He's like, go on, rip it. Rip it out. In fact, rip out the whole introduction. Rip it all out. And the, the, the students, they, they, they're really hesitant. And then they just start ripping. He pulls in a wastebasket and they all toss it in. And that's when, that's when he starts uh, talking about the quote that I, I posted earlier. He's like, poetry, poetry is not to be rated on a scale. Poetry, you're not to be told what to think about these things. Welcome, gentlemen, to the real world. You're going to think for yourselves. It's about poetry is about what it makes you feel, and you can't have anyone else tell you how to interpret it. I thought that was yeah. really neat. Um, yeah, that that is that is a very yeah, it's very profound in how it relates. Yeah, Dead Poet Society. I haven't watched the whole thing, so I can't recommend it, but I can recommend some YouTube scenes because they are freaking awesome. <laughs> YouTube scenes. I'll anyway. set up for that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to break for today, and we are going to um. We got one last thing here in the episode, but we are going to be back tomorrow for the next episode. We're going to continue our discussions of poetry and writing in general. Thank you all for joining us so much. And here is this lovely thing to listen to as you go. Have a lovely day. Ta-ta. And now, celebrity poetry readings. Today, Alan Rickman will read Why I Am Not a Painter by Frank O'Hara. I am not a painter, I am a poet. Why? I think I would rather be a painter, but I am not. Well, for instance, Mike Goldberg is starting a painting. I drop in. Sit down and have a drink, he says. I drink, we drink. I look up. You have sardines in it. Yes, it needed something there. Oh. I go, and the days go by, and I drop in again. The painting is going on, and I go, and the days go by. I drop in. The painting is finished. Where's sardines? And all that's left is just letters. It was too much, Mike says. But me? One day, I am thinking of a color. Orange. I write a line about orange. Pretty soon it is a whole page of words, not lines. Then another page. There should be so much more, not of orange, of words and how terrible orange is and life. Days go by. It is even in prose and I am a real poet. My poem is finished and I haven't mentioned orange yet. It's twelve poems. I call it oranges. And one day in a gallery. I see Mike's painting, called Sardines. This has been Celebrity Poetry Readings. To submit your own poetry, send it to Daniel Thompson via Facebook, Twitter, or the other messaging apparatus of your choosing. Did I fail to mention how serious this is? Do you have any idea how serious this is? Oh my gosh, it's so serious! The Very Serious Writing Show.